With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, we got stuff percolating. Potential, firing of coaches, all sorts of sports, live in Los Angeles, it's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, our NFL meat sandwich, 15 minutes with Greg Cosell. If you bet football, play fantasy football, want to get smarter at football, Greg Cosell, one hour from now, he's helped me win bets all year. J-Mac, there's stuff about Darvin Ham's getting a lot of heat, we'll get to that. Uh, within 15 minutes, Darvin Ham's in a little trouble with the Lakers, meaning mostly LeBron's not happy with Darvin Ham, so he's in trouble. Um, we're going to have, uh, I've been told now, two firings on Monday minimum in the NFL for head coaches. Exciting. Yeah. And um, and Travis Kelsey, the rock star, is calling all of us idiots. So he has J-Mac. He has a podcast, very popular podcast, Jason and Travis Kelsey. And it drives Travis Kelsey crazy when us media guys talk about maybe Pittsburgh moving on from their head coach, Mike Tomlin. The media is so dumb. Why are we? In, <laughs> why do we do the media? Well, I've just a bunch of jackasses. Just a bunch of jackasses. Just out here f- talking nonsense. One of the best coaches the NFL has ever even seen about to yeah. possibly get his 17th consecutive non-losing season. Two things can be true. Andy Reid is a great coach, but it was time for him to leave in Philadelphia. They won a Super Bowl years later after he left. Tom Landry is a legend. It was time for him to go. He won two Super Bowls. He left, and they won three after. Bill Belichick, six Super Bowls, about to get run out of New England. Phil Jackson won six titles with the Bulls. And his owner and GM said, this is your final year. Enough! He left and won five more with the Lakers. Two things can be true. Your team has plateaued. What you bring to the table, they no longer need. And your services would be great elsewhere. 
Nobody thinks Mike Tomlin's a lousy coach, but the NFL has pivoted to offense, and the Steelers have had a bottom 10 offense five straight years. However, what Mike Tomlin brings to the table, the ability to create toughness, high emotion, develop players, and a winning culture is needed all over this league. Chargers, Raiders, Washington. Look at all the job openings. You can argue Mike Tomlin fits with all of them. But you can also argue what he brings to the table, Pittsburgh has coming out of their eyes and don't, don't need it anymore. They need somebody to take that toughness, an offensive coach, and elevate the offense because they become a bad offense. You know, there's a saying in every industry. You may have said this to yourself. Have you ever been driving home from work or driving to work? You're on a vacation with your wife or husband, and you turn and you say, after a really good career at a place, I feel like I've topped out here. Yes, we've all said it. I said it in my previous job. I've topped out. I need something new. Change is not a death sentence. Or is it an indictment of your resume? Mike Tomlin will have arguments to get into the Hall of Fame. He is a tough alpha, builds a winning culture. But I, I could argue Ben Johnson to the Steelers would be perfect, and Tomlin to the Raiders or the Chargers, and Washington would be perfect. So great players get traded. Great coaches move on. Pat Riley for years has argued, you got about 10 years as a coach in one city, and then you become white noise, and then you just players tune you out. They don't want to hear it any longer. There is a big difference in any industry between maybe you plateaued and your skills aren't needed as much as they used to be here, and you failed. Tomlin hasn't failed. But what he provides, the Steelers have more than enough of. And what they need, he's not necessarily in the new NFL a perfect fit for. It's a quarterback coach league. It's an offensive coach quarterback league in most instances. Where a defensive coach still works is if you have a great quarterback. Looks like we have one in Houston. We've got one in Buffalo. We've got one in Baltimore. And do you know where they have one? L.A. with the Chargers. There is an argument he is the perfect coach. What they lack is toughness, consistency. Isn't, it exactly, isn't that exactly what the Chargers need? Everybody's talking Harbaugh. Everybody's talking Belichick. I could argue defensive coaches still work in this league if the quarterback is great. Buffalo, it looks like Houston, and the Chargers. Um, yeah, in the media, sometimes we can be idiots. Yeah, I, I admit that. So I'm going to throw this out to you. So uh, there's a story here today in The Athletic about um, the coaches that are in trouble. Atlanta, Carolina, Chargers, guys already gone, Patriots, Commanders. Then they talk about the coaches that hang in the balance. Uh, Matt Eberflus. Uh, Antonio Pierce, Dennis Allen, Saints, uh, Todd Bowles, Tampa. We talked about this yesterday. And then they have a separate category, wait until the playoffs. And they say Mike McCarthy. So we talked about this, I think, yesterday on the show. 
You can watch a really, really good movie. But if it's got a bad ending, you walk out of that theater and you're disappointed. I would say that is Mike McCarthy. So Mike McCarthy's winning percentage in his career is 62%. That's John Harbaugh's. His playoff record, 11 wins, 10 losses, 7 division titles, Super Bowl wins. Let's look at John Harbaugh. Oh, wait. They're virtually identical. Virtually identical. In fact, Mike even has a couple more division titles. It should be noted Mike McCarthy's had weird ownership situations. Green Bay doesn't have one, a negative, and Dallas has a semi-meddling one. Harbaugh's got arguably a top four to five owner in the league. Harbaugh has Lamar Jackson in his prime, had Joe Flacco, who was really good in his prime. Mike McCarthy had the most prickly quarterback in my lifetime, Aaron Rodgers, and a very, very good, not great quarterback in Dak Prescott. And yet Harbaugh, his record, and Mike McCarthy's record, we love Harbaugh. There's disdain for McCarthy. Same winning percentage. One has great ownership. One has non-meddling ownership. One has had two quarterback stars, Pro Bowl level, in their prime. I mean, Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP, Lamar Jackson, going to be a multiple MVP. And I'm not saying Aaron wasn't great, but if you look at what McCarthy's done, we don't like the way some of his big games end. Well, do we like the way Lamar's games end under Harbaugh? Not in the playoffs, we don't. Isn't it funny how we view John Harbaugh and how we view Mike McCarthy? Harbaugh's had the better ownership, which, I don't know, seems like about half of the entire ball game in this sport. Harbaugh, I'd argue, if you look at the numbers Lamar Jackson provides for his football team, they're dead even with Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson's worth about 11 points a game. That's what Aaron was worth in his prime. Those are... Another galaxy numbers. I don't even know if Brady was worth 11 in New England. I don't think he was. So my takeaway is, but it's that clock management. It's that play calling. I've always pushed back on play calling. Very rarely do I think play calling decides games. Sark's getting beat up for play calling. Texas doesn't have the timeouts. They can't run the ball. They've got to throw it up. That's just the way it works. But it is interesting. McCarthy's a little bit like a great TV series, and you never really like the season finale. But it's good, and you keep coming back to it. But I think we beat up on him because, you know, it goes back to Peyton Manning's last year in Denver. He won a Super Bowl. He was awful in the regular season. But you remember the Super Bowl. Remember that Golden State-Cleveland NBA final where LeBron brings back the crown to Cleveland, how emotional it was? What a series! It was awful until Game 7. It was six, three games decided by 30-some points. It was an awful series with a great ending. So we think it's a great series. Peyton Manning's last year in Denver was awful with a great ending. McCarthy's been a very good B-plus aim on his coach. He's only just inches behind Andy Reid in winning percentage. <laughs> He's ahead of Pete Carroll. He's tied with John Harbaugh, and we hold them all penthouse level. McCarthy, we want evicted. So is McCarthy's rep... You coach for the Cowboys and Packers. Massive brands, 
Huge TV ratings. We love Baltimore. They don't have the brand of the Packers or the Cowboys. When you coach the Packers and the Cowboys, Fox puts your games on the afternoon. NBC puts them on Sunday night. ESPN puts them on Monday night. Leagues, conferences, networks battle for Cowboy Packer games. And Mike's the coach. And they've lost a lot of close games. So's Aaron. Just something to think about. Everybody, we're putting all these coaches that could get fired. And J-Mac said it yesterday, I believe. If McCarthy loses, let's say he does. Let's say he loses his second playoff game. I can't fire him. I can't fire him for that. If John Harbaugh loses his second with the MVP quarterback and clearly the best roster in the AFC, I can't fire John Harbaugh. Why can I fire McCarthy? If they both win a playoff game and lose the second, it's hard to win playoff games. Baltimore loses to Buffalo. Cowboys lose to the Niners. I can't fire McCarthy. You can't fire Harbaugh. But there's an absolute belief you should fire McCarthy if he loses a second playoff game. Got to win the first. I mean, both coaches are under heat to win the first, but it's interesting. If Harbaugh lost a second playoff game, we would not consider it a firing. McCarthy's in huge trouble. My question, should he be? Semi-meddling owner, no owner, B-plus quarterback, 62% winning percentage, Super Bowl, seven division titles, lines perfectly up with John Harbaugh, who I love. I know. Facts and data getting in the way of your convictions. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? No, it's not crazy at all, Colin. I mean, Harbaugh won a Super Bowl recently. Harbaugh's got a Super Bowl. It's the Baltimore Ravens. There's not a rich history of dominance for three, four, five decades. Dallas was when the it, premier time out, time out. team. Baltimore has been great. They've been really, for really good. 20 years in a row. Right. Almost without a blip. Dallas hasn't been great for 20 years. The Garrett years, the Chan Gailey years. Exactly. They were amazing in the 90s, and Jerry's trying to recapture that magic. And if you can't get me there, you're out the door. In Baltimore, I mean, listen, I, I lived the in that time area. Baltimore was bad? They're, they're, I mean, they have, they've had Joe Flacco, let's get him out of the building, Lamar comes up. Baltimore's one of the three best organizations in the league, arguably. Yeah, in the last 25 years, they have, what, two Super Bowl wins? Dallas has none? They don't even have a trip to the Super so Bowl? So that's my point. Yeah. Is that they're both big brands. Well, no. Harbaugh, and, and Dallas is a bigger brand, but Andy Reid and Harbaugh, you can contextualize both. You, we both think they're great. But Andy's offense, so we give him an edge. Mike McCarthy's offense has the exact same resume of John Harbaugh. And I would argue Harbaugh's had much better ownership and a much better on average front office. That's fair. By the way, Baltimore lands free agents. Green Bay does it. So McCarthy had no owner and they don't land free agents. Absolute disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, Jerry medals. Baltimore gets free agents. They make huge trades. They're hyper aggressive. Players love playing there. Great ownership. The, 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 most of the time for Harbaugh, dysfunctional Cleveland and Cincinnati until recently. Who are the biggest brands in the AFC, team-wise? Pittsburgh Steelers, for sure. Number one, dwarf Pittsburgh. Baltimore, right? Um, I, I, I think Lamar, I think the Raiders used to be. I think the Raiders have been dormant for 20 years. I think City the Steelers, Chiefs. again, Kansas City's always been a good brand. Mahomes absolutely right. elevates so it. So your argument, like Dallas is the number one brand in the sport, right? Well, most valued franchise, number one. Their TV ratings, the stadium, everything. But my Jared. argument is... That just adds pressure to the coach. Does it make it easier? It's harder to coach Texas than Texas Tech. 
It is harder to coach Michigan than Michigan State, although you wouldn't know it by how the drama at Michigan State. <laughs> My point is, Mike McCarthy's had to coach no owner and no free agent in Green Bay. No, there's pressure. And then he goes to Dallas with semi-meddling owner. These are hard jobs with a quarterback who's good but never been as good as the, the public belief. Yeah. I think McCarthy's jobs have been hard. Yeah, definitely. Would you older that? Jerry, less realistic Jerry, uh, wealthier Jerry, no owner, no free agent Green Bay. If you told me today I was a coach and could have five jobs in the NFL, Dallas is not one of them. Baltimore's absolutely one. I get Lamar. That owner, that front office, yeah. that roster, I wouldn't want Dallas and the pressure. The, the problem with Dallas is uh, who do you blame for the last two playoff losses? Close games. Um, mm -hmm. I believe both were at home. Um, and you're not going to blame the quarterback who's making the $40-plus million. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you can blame the quarterback. But Josh oh, Allen sorry. gets nothing to blame. One of those playoff games was in San Francisco. Sorry. So I said San Francisco and the other one was at home. Both were to the Niners. Dallas lost both of them. Dak wasn't great. But I think McCarthy shoulders a lot of the blame for both of those postseason I'm, losses. And I'm arguing maybe he shoulders too much blame. I'm just trying to add perspective. We think Harbaugh's great and Mike's a stiff. That is not what the data proves. That is not what the data says. And I'd argue McCarthy's had a tougher ownership situation by far. So and I'm not... How yeah. about this? We're coaching a playoff game this weekend. I can tell you, you could pick any coach in the league between Harbaugh... And McCarthy, who you got? Who you, who you taking as a coach for the game? This playoff week? This week? Well, I think Harbaugh's unbelievable. There you go. But I don't think Mike's bad. I can't believe he's in an article getting run. They're putting him in with Arthur Smith. They're putting him <laughs> in with Dennis Allen, who's won 37% of his games. And then right below, it's like, Matt Eberflus, Mike McCarthy. What time out? What? He can't be in the same article. You can't have him in the same article as that group. Remember yesterday, rhymes with phallus. Uh, people were laughing at that online. Um, I tried to tell you, this, this is coming. Um, and the Athletic, I guess, watches the show and agrees with it. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy how, I mean, it, uh, there you go. All right, great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, new users. The code is heard. That's me, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. And that takes two minutes. All right, my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Texans at the Colt. Texans minus one. I think they're the better team, better quarterback. I'm going to take the Texans like I did last week to win straight out. Bears at the Packers. Green Bay minus three. I know Eber, Flus, and Justin Fields feel like they're playing for their job, but Green Bay's dominated the series. Better coach, better offense. I take the Packers to win about 27-20. Bills minus three at Miami. I like Buffalo. Dolphins, without Nick Chubb, no pass rush. Buffalo wins by a touchdown. Want to take the herd parlay? H-E-R-D parlay? Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, code is herd when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible Great Rates, None of the Bull. So there is a story this morning from Shams Sharanya and uh, Jovan Abuha, very good reporters, very respected guys at The Athletic. Uh, Don't know Jovan, no Shams, they're both really good. So there's currently a deepening disconnect between Darvin Ham and the Lakers locker room, six sources with direct knowledge. That's some players. Um, and it, there's in question now, Darvin Ham standing with the team. There's a kind of a disjointed nature between the team, the coach, the players, weird rotations. Uh, we've talked about this. Austin Reeves not getting the minutes. Uh, the starting lineups are odd. So I thought Darvin Ham had a great rookie year as a head coach, but LeBron, uh, is demanding, is one of the smartest players ever. And if he doesn't like the coach, the coach gets heat. Uh, I would say this about Darvin Ham. Uh, and the Lakers. Even last year with old LeBron, this team was barely above 500 in the regular season. 
They were bad last year through 35 games, and they're bad this year. So any roster led by LeBron in year 21 and an inconsistent and brittle AD, at least offensively, you're not going to be a juggernaut in the regular season. Youth and depth is the key to regular seasons. Sacramento, Indiana, Oklahoma City, Orlando Magic. Lakers have an eight-man rotation. Last night, they didn't have a point guard, and they have a lot of overlapping players. Last night, by the way, in a semi-related story, the youth and depth of the Pacers once again beat old Milwaukee. Not the beer, the team. The Pacers' youth and depth they had 59 points from their bench. <laughs> Indiana's a great regular season team. By the way, OKC's got depth. They keep beating the Denver Nuggets in the regular season. They're not beating them in May. They're not beating them in June. In the Western Conference Finals, an OKC could get there. Who you taking? I'm taking Denver. I'm taking the experience with an average bench. So... Indiana, Sacramento, Oklahoma City. These teams are built for the regular season, plus those teams haven't won anything, so they care more. This is an old team. AD's got the ring and the bag and the legacy. LeBron's got the rings, uh, the bags, and the legacies. All right, like this, this is not what they're built for. Now, and when LeBron is infrequently off, last night he had a bad game. He gets those. He couldn't hit a 3-0 for 6, 6 for 18 overall. So the Lakers were couldn't hit. Miami late in the game did hit. But I will tell you this. The Lakers are a sprinter, not a marathon runner. So they were very good in the one-and-done series, the in-tournament thing, where every game felt like it was crucial. That was like the playoffs in season. Right? It kind of had a March Madness feel. You had to win the games. They changed the court. Lakers were very good in that. I think they finished 7 8 no, something like that. And I think they'll be a very good playoff team. They got to the Western Conference Finals last year and were lousy at this point. So I, I, don't th I think they need to trade. I think they need more uh, athleticism on the wing. I'm not a Zach Levine fan, but I think he fits here. I could do something like that. But the Darvin Ham piece, which broke this morning, you know, this, is, this means LeBron's unhappy. And by the way, in the NFL, Tom Brady was unhappy with Belichick many times. Much harder to get a coach fired. When Tom had struggles with Bruce Arians, Bruce moved upstairs. So in the NFL, you don't have that kind of, you don't have that, that power. In the NBA, you do. And if LeBron's unhappy, the coach is in trouble. That's how I see it. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. It's crazy. I, I just had to look this up. Colin, if I told you AD and LeBron were going to play in almost all the games, through 35 games yeah. or whatever, and they both were top 10 in player efficiency. Yeah. No other team has two guys in the top 10. Yeah. That's you why would think the Lakers were what? Top five in well, the West. Well, they won the in-season tournament. So when you gave them urgency, and I forget what their record was in the in-season tournament, though I'm very proud of the banner perfect. that hangs perfect, at Crypto. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was perfect, 708 and whatever it was. So when you gave them urgency, kind of a do-or-die feel, changed the court, got a win tonight, standing, they were great. And I think they'll be fine in the playoffs, though they wow. need a tweak on the roster. They, they got to get to the playoffs. You don't want to be in the playoffs. Look at what Indiana's doing in the regular season. Look at what Orlando's doing. Look at what OKC's doing. Youth in depth. Indiana's bench was great last year. It's insane. Your bench scoring 60? It, it, we're in a weird year in the NBA, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but if you look at the teams who have historically great players, Steph Curry's Warriors are 11th. LeBron's Lakers are 10th. Well, they're old. 
KD's sons are nine. Yeah. Is this the beginning of the changing of the guard? Well, I think we talked about like, this. It's a little scary for well, the NBA. I no, I don't. You know, well, it's funny. Why. It may not be great for ratings, right? Because it's they got to get that TV deal done, Colin. Well, quick. It may not be great for ratings because Jokic and Jan international players aren't as popular often as our domestic stars. Whatever, MJ, Kobe, Magic, Bird, Dr. J, whatever. But I will say this, I think you are seeing it, and we've seen it for three years now. The best players in the league are international. Yeah. They're not our domestic players. So, I mean, we've talked about this. You take Jokic 1, Luka 2, Giannis 3, Embiid 4. Never before in my life did I think that. I, would, I, I wouldn't have Tatum in the ter- first four. Now, you do have SGA yeah. is is great, he and you do have Ant. And no, half the people here would not know who SGA is. He's a really awesome player. But, like, nobody knows who he is. He plays in OKC. It's going to take yeah. him a while. It does. It's not necessarily good for the growth of the league. No. But I will say, international players make the quality of the game. The, the players have never been yeah. better. It, that, it, that's the weird part. Like, this this NBA is better than it's ever Your been. Your centers ever. can shoot threes. Don't tell me the Patrick Ewing, Michael oh, Jordan era was better than this. Nets had close. nobody that could shoot a jumper consistently. <laughs> this is a way, way better league. Anyway, let's get to the stories. Colin, first up is the Niners' number one seed locked up. Kyle Shanahan confirmed not only is he resting some players, but he does not plan on playing Brock Purdy. And uh, that's the—that's not the only healthy starter who will be resting. You know, you work hard to get a, a, a off week in this league. Uh, I think off week helps a lot of people, especially if you handle it the right way and stuff. And just this time of year, uh, it allows guys to get a little fresher and stuff, which what you don't want is two off weeks. Um, no one gets two bye weeks, and we earned ours next week. We just didn't know we were going to do it already. Um, so we got to make sure we get something out of this week. I don't think it's good for anybody to take two weeks off. It's really funny how we all think. I've talked to friends about this. They're like, my team needs a bye. Like, I'll give you an example. Seattle is a young team. They don't need a buy. You want Seattle to keep playing. No. San Francisco in key spots is an old team. Yeah. Philadelphia in key spots, old team. Well, I want them to have a week off. This Niners thing, I, I think there's some, uh, is the right word, obfuscation going on what, here? Well, Kyle, what do you mean? Kyle Shanahan is saying, hey, hey, nobody gets two weeks off. Bro, there's no way Trent Williams is playing this week. And maybe it's a series or two. But you're not leaving Trent. You're not leaving Debo. You don't want something bad to happen. And you mentioned the Eagles. Colin, um, I, I believe that game is in New York on that crappy turf, right? Where a lot of guys have gotten injured. Eagles are already, like, leaking oil. I wonder if the Eagles say, you know what? Dallas is a two-touchdown favorite. We're not winning the division. Let's just pull our guys at halftime or that, before that. Well, it, there's, you, what, what, there's no, no, no what, what, What's interesting is um, your point about the turf is fascinating. I've heard this within the Rams. Cooper Cup struggles if he plays back-to-back games on bad turf. For instance, Cooper Cup was just in New York. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So... With the Rams situation, it, it's interesting. Cooper Cup has been talked about. Like he, he definitely can struggle um, on back-to-back weeks on harder surfaces. And so your point with Philadelphia is a fascinating one. That Philadelphia just says, "Listen, we got old dudes. This that, turf is a harder outcome for our guys physically." I that, that's interesting. I don't get a lot of the lines this week, but the Giants. <sighs> I did bet the Giants this morning. Like, I think there's a good chance the Eagles just pull their guys in. They see Dallas up 21-3, and they're like, we're not getting number one. We're not getting the number two seed. It's out of reach. By the way, <clears throat> took the G-men last week, much to the chagrin yes, of you. I was wrong. I was wrong. Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> your guy. I like him. All right, let's move on to the Bills and Dolphins, the big Sunday night game for the AFC East title. 
Josh Allen, Colin, he, he has dominated. Owned the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, yeah, you pointed that out, and um, he's not relying on the pass to help him win this game. I think every game's different. You know, each game's got a specific flow, and um, again, just just trying with football games, uh, no matter what it takes. And uh, I've played, I've played well against them um, in the past, but it doesn't mean I'm going to play well against them this week unless I, you know, prepare well and, and work hard in practice and get on the same page as the receivers. And you know, the five guys up front do their job, and the receivers catch the ball. So it takes everybody to do that. So. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking forward to having a good week of practice and putting our best foot forward. So this is really... Uh, this is the best Miami, game of the weekend. But I, how injured is Miami? Their top two pass rushers are down, right? Xavier well, Howard carted off. Like, yeah, I mean, there's Jalen no, Waddle, do you force him to play this week? And I, I know Miami could win the division. but I, Also, Tyreek Hill had a major fire in his house, so he's yeah, going to be... By the way, did you see him in the street with a walking boot on? Like, yeah, no, no, I mean, I, so, I didn't know was, no, no, I he got banged fine. up at the end of that game. So he's banged up. Plus, if your house burned down, yeah, you like, you're not, you're going to be distracted. I, I would never suggest Miami's punting this game. Right? I wouldn't, but I think it's a bad, bad spot for them. Injuries, the, and by the way, the Tyreek injury compounded with that. Yeah. That was the lead story in Miami yesterday. So here's the thing. They would, let's say they lose this. Buffalo goes to the two. Miami would, uh, could possibly fall behind Cleveland into the sixth spot. Setting up what? a Tyreek Hill revenge game against the Chiefs. Oh, that'd be so good. Of the oh, that'd be great. So then maybe Miami's healthier. Obviously, no chance. Oh, I, I, I want that. Into my veins. Kansas City and Miami. If Miami loses, now I don't know what the tiebreaker is between they're, they're, uh, Cleveland they're... and Miami. But that is it. That would be an awesome game. To, uh, like, honestly, How about that? I'm not afraid of Kansas City if I'm Miami. I'm just not afraid of them. Well, you know, I think it's a good game. Miami, Kansas The NFL's getting lucky. Detroit and the Rams... Stafford back to face Goff, and then you get Mahomes against Tyree. Don't rule out Packers, Cowboys. I'm just saying. Wow. McCarthy versus Old All team. the good ones will be on Fox. <laughs> All right, final story. <laughs> Denver Broncos. Oh, boy, this is ugly. They, they, they don't know what to do yet with Russell Wilson. They've got three options, um, but one thing they may not be able to do is trade. According to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, Russ likely won't do Denver any favors, which could include waiving his no-trade clause to help the team financially. Well, should he do him favors? Well, I mean, I don't think they're going to try to send him to Siberia, right? I mean, they, does, they, no, I have a question. Send him to a I don't team. know. I'm going to ask a question. He used to have a no. He used to have a veto clause. Yeah, he was yeah. one of five guys in the league. Does he still have it? He has the no trade clause. Okay, so, so that's a he. You can't send him to Siberia. By the way, if uh, who do you think? Uh, what? 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 Uh, what? Do you think Sean Payton leaked this story to Fowler to get the GM out of there in Denver? <laughs> hey, no, nobody wants. Uh, Russ isn't going to waive it. Nobody wants him. This isn't my fault. Blame the GM who gave him a no trade clause. Well, it's Sean's organization. So whether or not, and I have no idea if he's. Why did we give him a no trade clause? He's thirty, whatever, thirty-four years old. What, what are we doing? That was stupid. I don't want this guy making decisions. That's what. I so mean, if you have a no trade way. clause, it doesn't necessarily, I believe, mean you get it in your next. I mean, you can. That's negotiable. Uh, not he, at this point. Russ, no, Russell had it in Seattle at the end. He has one now in Denver. I see. Denver made a mistake. I would not yes. have given him a no trade the clause. GM that's made a, a big, big mistake. mistake. Yeah, that's. And a, so if Peyton's saying, if I'm giving you the big money, Russ, I'm not giving you that. So it, it, my read from this is they're probably going to have to cut him if there are no takers, and then it's like the historical dead cap money. But again, I'll go back to, I'll say it again. If Denver loses this weekend, they're going to be around 14 or 15. That is not 
you are very close to get Bo Nix. And Bo Nix has a lot of Drew Brees in it. I, I like how you're talking yourself in a Bo Nix. No, I'm not, I'm not talking. Best quarterback in the draft. Come on down. Well, Lamar was like the fourth in his class, okay, right? All right. Fair, fair enough. Okay, so I'm, I'm just telling you. That's fair. Was, it, was he somebody in, well, Lamar was he the fifth best second. quarterback? Yeah. Fifth taken. Fifth taken. Lamar and he's the star. So my, my take is Bo Nix to that Denver roster. By the way, they got the Lil Jordan receiver. They got Lil Mims. Jordan they got Humphrey. Another Peyton holdover from the Saints. Yeah, but he can play. And yeah. then they got Mims. Then they got Sutton. Then they got Judy. Bo Nix and Peyton. That is not a bad first team. Okay. All right. If you say so. <laughs> oh, is this tape? Ryan, is this segment tape? <laughs> it's send, not. No. Send it to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Now, I know I've turned your brain into a pretzel with all this McCarthy Harbaugh stuff. But some thoughts on Michigan. J.J. McCarthy saying, yeah, it ain't the cheating. We did things the right way. And I'll tell you why he's right, and the data proves it. Coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday on Fox, the NFL season finale doubleheader kicks off with the Lions taking on the Vikings. Then, in America's Game of the Week, the NFC East title is on the line for Dak and the Cowboys as they battle the Commanders or other regional action. Check local listings for the games in your area only on Fox. I like the Lions over the Vikings, do you? I do not like that game <laughs> at all. That's not on my on my card yet. All right. So, um, you know, I've defended Michigan football. They play for the Natty on Monday against Washington. It's I couldn't tell you the last time I cared this much about a national championship. I'm really excited. I have great respect uh, for the Harbaugh family and Michigan football. I've loved it since I was a kid, and I grew up a Husky fan. I do think Michigan's the better team, although I think Washington's offense could be outplayed and they could still come back and win. They have a great quarterback. Um, J.J. McCarthy is the Michigan quarterback. And it's interesting. One of the things, uh, I wanted my daughter to go to Michigan. And when she asked me, I said, oh, if I, I said, one of my favorite places, I wish my kids would go to Michigan, and they wanted to stay West Coast. And uh, Michigan is the number 21 best university in America, and it's the third best public school in America. I have an agent from Michigan. I've had lawyers have to help me sometimes in my life from Michigan. I had a doctor from Michigan. It's just a profound school. When I host this show, if somebody's gone to Michigan, I almost always know, yeah, they'll be smart on the air. They they produce a, rock, a bunch of really bright kids. It's a great university. And... Um, so when I hear about all this sign stealing and I see stuff on the internet, look, look, the players, they're pointing. And you see that in the NFL constantly with older, smarter NFL teams. Is it adjusting or stealing? Uh, J.J. McCarthy uh, talked about all the, all the scandal and all the finger pointing, and it's inspiring and motivating Michigan because everybody thinks they won that way. We did things, you know, the right way as players. It would uh, be very unfortunate just to not get recognized for all the hard work that we put in and everything we accomplished over this last year. Whatever happened with just all the outside controversy is just out of our control. And whatever the NCAA wants to do is out of our control. But, you know, we're going to appreciate the things we did control and the things we did accomplish. Things to consider. Michigan is a great school. On average, their kids are really bright. Secondly, this is an old college football team full of 22 and 23 and there's probably some 24 year olds somewhere on that roster they had the second most returning starters so it is a very high q football team high iq football team they adjust very well they're a very good second half team they get almost no penalties there's 130 division one programs in the country they had the third fewest penalties to play at that speed and with that level of regulated violence, they're almost never penalized. 
They're a great adjustment team in the second half. They're an old team. 23-year-olds, returning starters everywhere. If you look at their defense, here's a prime example. They faced their four best teams at the end of the year, Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, Bama. All after the Connor Stallion story broke. So we know there was no cheating then. They surrendered about 15 points a game. And we're pointing the entire time, adjusting the entire time. Did you watch that Alabama Jalen Monroe play? Jalen Milrow play? Did you watch that play? Michigan players knew exactly where it was going. Wouldn't have done that if you had like 17 new starters. So if, if, if when I hear about all this stuff, Patriots had Spygate and Deflategate. If it made Steeler and Colt fans and Bronco fans sleep better at night, and convince themselves that's why they're winning Super Bowls, but Brady actually got better after Deflategate and won more Super Bowls. And the Patriots won several Super Bowls after Spygate. If Ohio State Buckeye fans want to convince themselves that's why they're getting hammered by Michigan, bruh, whatever gets you to bed. Connor Stallions isn't 1% of Michigan. Let me give you five things why they're winning. A great Super Bowl coach who's created an incredibly physical culture. A great defensive coordinator from the Ravens. An NFL first-round quarterback. High-end recruits. An old, disciplined team that's almost never penalized. And this offense and defensive line, especially the O-line, they've been building this puppy for four years. That's why they're winning. If it makes Buckeye fans sleep at night in Columbus, good for you. Just like Colts, Broncos, Steelers, Spygate, Fuzzy Video, Deflategate. Okay, whatever. But once we discovered the Connor Stallion stuff, they're actually better. They face better teams and they're better. I mean, Buckeye fans have really convinced themselves. They really have. It's... And that's what, that's what the Colts did on that deflate gate. Remember, the Colts turned in the Patriots. Who won Super Bowls after deflate gate? Won the Colts. <laughs> it was the Patriots. Brady's numbers actually went up that year. So you can convince yourself of a lot of stuff. We live in a world now of conspiracy wackos everywhere. One of them quarterbacks the Jets. I mean, that's the world we live in. Just conspiracy wackos everywhere. Men struggle looking in the mirror. Men struggle going to therapy and going, wow, maybe it's me. Maybe my football team's not as well coached. Maybe my football team doesn't have the culture. We don't have a Harbaugh. Our coach makes us finesse. We don't close games. The winner in the Ohio State-Michigan game, for I think it's like 22 years in a row, whoever rushes for more yards, it's one of the craziest stats in college football, whoever rushes for more yards has won the game, I think, 22 years in a row. Last three years... Michigan. Previous years, Ohio State. It wasn't until Harbaugh built this bulldozer O-line, this bulldozer physicality culture, hired a Ravens defensive coach, finally hit at Michigan on a star first-round quarterback. It all came together. But hey, deflate gate, spy gate, Connor Stallions, whatever makes you sleep at night. I, I had a buddy from Ohio State text me, Jay. 
you're looking to run McCarthy out of Dallas if they lose this playoff game. But you don't understand how us Buckeye fans are upset with Ryan Day. Oh, Jesus. Because, because we've lost to Michigan three years in a row. And I I thought for a second, like, maybe it's me. No. But I still don't get the Ryan Day stuff. Okay. He dominates every yeah, other game. He is losing to two programs. Georgia and Michigan. The two best programs in the country the last several years. Alabama and Ohio State have an argument. They're like third. He's losing to two. If McCarthy was only losing to the Niners and maybe <laughs> Mahomes, then you'd be like, that's ridiculous to fire so, him. But no, he's losing sometimes in games in which they should win. So the 12-team playoff is going to be awesome for job security, right? Like, they're not, Michigan and Ohio State probably won't be set up to meet again until, like, the Nat. nat. By, by the way, Ohio State's going to make that 12-team playoff every year, every every year, year. the rest of my life. Now, they don't, I don't know what their quarterback situation is right now. They'll like, find one. It's Ohio State. They'll find well, one. Well, that Cam Ward defection to the NFL, that was a surprise. Yeah, but I'm saying, look at Ohio State's offense, left tackles, wide receivers. They're going to get a quarterback. I think their top two receivers are going pro, Harrison and the so other So they guy. recruit four or five-star right. guys a year at wide receiver. I, I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Playoff team next Nobody year Nobody knew sure. who Kyle McCord was, and all of a sudden you looked up. I thought he was a pretty good player. He's good. I didn't think he was great against Notre Dame, but that was like his third start or whatever. Yeah. No, what was the question you asked me about playoff next year? Yeah. Who, who's going to be in it? What would you say? Ohio State, would you say lock, 100%? Absolutely okay. a lock. Absolutely. And, and now, Michigan's different. If Harbaugh left... When when Harbaugh leaves. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but Ohio State's a lock. Yeah. Yeah, you could pencil in like six to seven teams. Like, Texas is going to be back there. You can, and this, by the way, this Ohio State loss in the bowl game, who cares? No, no, no. It doesn't right. matter. You're on your third-string quarterback. It doesn't. It, it means nothing. It mean if it motivates you for next year, that Ohio State loss like to Missouri. You, you, your quarterback was number thirty-three by the end of the game. I mean, give me it's like a safety. Who cares? Who cares? Greg Cosell, hour two coming up next. It's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.